living of any kind in the last couple of weeks. Kept the pace of things pretty slow in the month prior to that, during the midst of quarantine, for reasons that I feel are obvious to me, but are perhaps worth just mentioning. Like many other people, like actual media stars of note, actors, celebrities who so often in other cases uh, in the past have always been very vocal about advocacy, what have you, in times of crisis, trying to rally the public around progressive ideas and ideals, whatever it may be. A lot of them figured out this time around, too, that maybe this isn't the time that people need to hear from these so-called thought leaders. And I don't remotely count myself as anything of the sort but just being a content creator another person spamming your inboxes your downloads your podcast app with content I just I wasn't going to spend the last month being one more person dropping downloads into your inbox every two days because I think you all need to know that I just took another shit in quarantine We're all going through it together. We're all talking about it together everywhere. I mean, it's in our text messages. It's in our DMs on Instagram and Facebook. We're, we're doing it on social media. We're talking to our neighbors over the fences. We're talking to our family and friends in faraway places. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? You're in the military. Did Trump order you guys to get ready to invade anybody yet? You know, I mean, I know you're all out there checking your connections, as you should be. As you should be. I am going to share some stuff soon, you know, on the subjects of like preparedness, family preparedness, emergency preparedness, things that we've been doing in the garden to feel better about things and the uncertainty that still lies ahead. 2020 is by no means over. I saw a post yesterday on Instagram about Korean flamethrower squirrels have hit the United States. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh 2020 it's a good time so here's what we're gonna do today 
we're going to go right into a Baked and Awake news brief powered directly by Slashdot, completely unscripted. Slashdot.org is one of my favorite news sources. I've used it here on this podcast for years now as my sort of, um, sort of, uh, I call it like reputable news, uh, at least in terms of the way it's curated. As I've explained in the past, Slashdot. Uh, has a user-submitted news story system. There's some review process at the Slashdot side to make sure that, you know, the story has some veracity, what have you. But from there, things get upvoted to the front page. It's similar in some respects to a Reddit-type system. Uh, It's very... Historically, it has been very tech and, uh, like, nerd news-focused. Originally, their slogan was, like, Slashdot News for Nerds. So, we're going into Slashdot. I'm going to use Slashdot this morning to rip some headlines for you guys, to read some headlines about some, you know, crowdsourced news stories of things that are apparently going on right now. Okay, so this isn't conspiracies. This isn't conspiracy theories. Um, I'm not coming into... The slash dot read, the slash dot pour over with much of an agenda other than the obvious fact that I know there's some bullshit going on. And you're going to see it too. We're going to hear it together. And we're just going to read a few headline stories together and see what's going on in this world. While we've been worried about COVID-19 and COVID-20 and the summer of love and the CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which I will be taking a trip up into within the next day here. It's Saturday right now. I'm going to get up there this weekend. I'll have to leave the family. I'll armor up, head up, and see if I can't get a little close to those Antifa thugs and everybody else is up there just running around naked in Capitol Hill, taking the place over, living in the police station. Can't believe that's what's going on up there. We'll talk about that another time, too, and whether that was a hostile takeover of the police station or if somebody rolled out the red carpet for those guys. Uh, you should pack a bowl. You should absolutely pack a bowl. Get ready. Get strapped in. We're going to go straight to the top of the slash dot fire hose. This is uh, the newest stories starting as of today, the 13th. Um, so top of the page here on slash dot dot org, we have a story submitted by Bo HD. I've seen this submitter's name on a number of different posts. This is from the uh, All Talk No Action Department. The original article source is arstechnica.com and an anonymous reader quotes a report from Ars Technica. The headline reads, Trump hasn't, <laughs> I mean, kid you not, Trump hasn't following through on plan to withdraw U.S. from WHO, the World Health Organization. On May 29th, President Trump said his administration would take immediate action to withdraw the U.S. from the World Health Organization. Quote, Because they have failed to make the requested and greatly needed reforms, we will be today terminating our relationship with the World Health Organization and redirecting those funds to other worldwide and deserving urgent global public health needs, Trump said at the time. While criticizing the WHO's response to the coronavirus pandemic and claiming that, quote, China has total control over the United Nations agency. 
Uh, so that was over two weeks ago. And as of June 13th, Trump hasn't followed through on his plan. The United States would have to pay a bunch of money to the WHO, which evidently we owe them. I don't know. We have some fi- financial obligations to the WHO. And uh, we would need to pay those debts before we could, uh, as they put in the article here, pull the levers that need to be pulled to actually sever that relationship. So they're in backdoor phone conversations right now with some asshole from the Trump administration and some asshole from the WHO who are trying to negotiate some deal where we're going to get to what? Inspect and investigate more of China's lies, whatever they're going to tell us about the next pandemic outbreak and, uh, you know, some kind of oversight uh, on on our part of the WHO. So... Stuff that to me sounds patently silly and unrealistic. There's our first story. Let's take a puff. I said you guys should get get ready. Let's do that. Here's a good time. From thehill.com, Twitter deletes over 170,000 accounts tied to Chinese propaganda efforts. So that's awesome. They uh, took out a nice little pile of bots right there. There's probably one or two bot farms at most. Twitter announced Thursday. This is also Saturday, June 13th. Also submitted by BoHD. Twitter announced Thursday that it had deleted more than 170,000 accounts tied to a Chinese state-linked operation that were spreading deceptive information around the COVID-19 virus political dynamics in Hong Kong and other issues. Wow. So, you know, nobody ever wants to agree with people like Donald Trump when they holler about fake news existing. Okay. And when he talks about fake news, he's talking about different news outlets and sources than this sort of thing. However, People could be fooled by deceptive information being spread by innocuous-looking accounts, especially anonymous-looking, like, regular-person accounts. In this day and age, when so many of us are trying actively to step away from the MSNBCs and CNNs and Fox Newses and, and ABC, NBC, CBSs and the BBCs of the world and try to find other places and other ways to allow news stories to bubble up to us, or maybe in some cases we try to go searching for them, but search for them in uh, places and forums that we feel like might be more egalitarian, Twitter being one of them, Reddit, etc. being others. So yeah, almost 25,000 of the accounts that were deleted formed what Twitter described as the core network, while around 150,000 accounts were amplifying messages from the core groups. So there you go. I mean, this is the classic podcaster mutual support group. You tweet it and we'll retweet for you, promise, you know, and then they have a DM chain where everybody posts their new post to the larger group and everybody in that larger group needs to amplify those superstars posts at the heart of things and then the hope is that slowly you know all uh rising tide you know 
buoys all ships kind of thing. They all come up and become slowly more and more credible and more relied upon and more influential, right? This is the influencer train. It's terrible. It's disgusting. Uh, by the way, that shit doesn't work with podcast groups either. So if you're listening to me right now and you're a podcaster, an independent podcaster just getting started out and you're uh, entertaining your second or third uh, offer from some other nobody podcaster who's starting a podcast network and you guys are going to take over the world, that shit's total bullshit. Stay on your grind. Stay in your lane. Work on your own shit. Publish your own shit. Forget about those networks. They're no use to you. They're not going to help you. They're going to take time from you. Don't worry about it. It ain't even their fault. They mean well. Okay? It's just not the way. This is not the way. Rant over. Oh, can't, can SpaceX's Starlink broadband system deliver less than 100 milliseconds latency? I literally don't give one fig about that. Here we go. Much more fun. Coming from BuzzFeed News, by, by way of Slashdot, another post from BoHD. So BoHD is prolific as hell here on this front page. He's running shit. Got to look into that member of Slashdot and see what he's feeding us here. From the Public Service Announcement Department, June 12th, this came in. An anonymous reader quotes a report from BuzzFeed News. As protesters demand an end to police brutality and the coronavirus pandemic sweeps the nation, police departments around the country are using software that can track and identify people in crowds from surveillance footage, often with little to no public oversight or knowledge. So, I missed the headline there for you, but let me read that for you guys back. Many police departments have software that can identify people in crowds. I would like to point out right now from the I told you so department everybody's been hollering about oh they want us to stay six feet apart so the facial recognition software works better. It's like yo you're all wearing masks anyway okay update it's 2020 facial recognition software much of it if it works it works great and they're using it against you whether you know it or not and I do say against you Okay, they're not using it for you, <laughs> uh, whatever they tell you they are. And it's not in most cases facial recognition. It's gait recognition. It's body outline recognition. They are picking up on every aspect of your body's biometrics, your posture, your body language, to build a model of you these days. Let's go ahead and read the top half of this story, though. Often with little to no public oversight or knowledge, dozens of cities around the country are using BriefCam. So there's a product that you can look into if you want to find out what this is, BriefCam, how much you want to bet it's made here in Seattle, which sells software that allows police to comb through surveillance footage to monitor protests and enforce social distancing. And almost all of these cities have hosted protests against police brutality in the weeks since George Floyd was killed in police custody. BuzzFeed News has found some of the cities using brief cams technology, such as New Orleans and St. Paul, have been the site of extreme police violence, with officers using rubber bullets, tear gas, and batons on protesters. Authorities in Chicago, Boston, Detroit, Denver, Doral, 
Oh, that must be where Doral cigarettes come from. Florida, Hartford, Connecticut, and Santa Fe County, New Mexico have also used it. Founded in 2007, we might as well finish this one more paragraph on this. You can go to BuzzFeed for the full story if there's more there. We're not going there today. Founded in 2007 by Hebrew University researchers and now owned by camera company Canon. Nice. So Canon, your Canon D whatever the fuck, SLR, mirrorless whatever, overpriced camera owns this. The Israel-based company. Interesting. Sells a system called Protect and Insights that lets police and private companies filter hours of closed circuit television and home surveillance and create expert excerpts of a few relevant moments. Protect and Insights has built in facial recognition and license plate reader searches, of course it does, and lets police create watch lists of faces and license plates. Sick. This company also said its tool could filter out men, women, children, clothing, bags, vehicles, animals, size, color, speed, path, direction, dwell time, and more. There are currently no federal guidelines restricting the use of video analytics, license plate reader, and facial recognition software offered by companies like BriefCam. Nima Singh Giuliani, a senior legislative counsel with the ACLU, said the city governments often acquire these technologies without public oversight or debate. Okay, this right here, as I circle it with my mouse and yell into the microphone, this is what people who don't listen to crazies like me will say is a crazy conspiracy theory that is not happening. It will be dismissed with <laughs> the most derisive of head shakes and ain't nobody got time for that well if you're not doing anything wrong you got nothing to worry about no you got something to worry about and it is this brief cam recognition 50 other products that are made from every one of your favorite tech giants. Google's fucking with it. Facebook's fucking with it. Amazon's fucking with it. Anonymous creepers like BriefCam, real networks who you didn't even know was still in business. Yeah, they're fucking with facial recognition and crowd recognition. Don't even call it facial recognition anymore, okay? They're recognizing you by your left butt cheek alone. Doubt it. Go ahead. Don't believe me. We'll read that story this time next year here on the podcast because we'll still be here doing it then. I'm fired up. It's 6.50 in the morning. I got a big cup of coffee in me. We're smoking weed and we're reading absolute bullshit that's going on. Hmm. Reuters here says young U.S. men are having a lot less sex in the 21st century, study shows. You poor kids. Um, I, I, look, at, I don't even care. I'm just scrolling right past it. I don't even care. Guys, get your shit sorted out, all right? I don't even know what you're doing. Hmm. This is nice. Amazon pushing fashion. Opened a photo studio as a warehouse exemption. So some bullshit that they could. Oh, my God. <laughs> that allowed them 
I'll go ahead and read the story. This is from New York Times. This is also Bo HD. Maybe Bo HD is working for Slashdot and administrates the fire hose, right? Maybe he runs the fire hose and these are coming up through because it's like an anonymous user, this and that. This is what we're seeing at the top of a lot of these stories. This one jumps right in. It's from the Fast and Loose Department. We already heard the headline here. The New York Times reports that Amazon was playing fast and loose with the rules by opening, opening up a fashion photo studio claiming it could open under state rules that allowed warehouses and fulfillment operations to operate as essential businesses. <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. Yeah, conspiracy theorist talk on the net, of course, is all about how Bezos has made another whole Bezos dollars since the beginning of COVID-19, and Amazon's the only, uh, you know, they're killing uh, brick-and-mortar retail businesses even faster right now in the midst of COVID as their you know, remaining mom-and-pop um, organic competition uh, suffers and dies, right, under the lockdown. So, uh, good times, Amazon. Uh, I can't even read this story. Fuck them. Just fuck them. That's all I got to say. I, I don't like them. Warner Media is getting rid of the HBO Go app. Who cares? I hate you guys all. Spies can eavesdrop. By watching a light bulb's vibrations. Okay? This is what I'm talking about. This is why I come to Slashdot. This is why we're here hanging out. This is a good one. Let's. Uh, this is coming from Wired. Good old Wired magazine. God, I read Wired back in the day, man, when it, that shit came out. Like, I mean, we're talking early 90s. Oh my God, I'm so old. Shut up, Steve. So what do we got here? Spies can eavesdrop by watching a light bulb's vibrations. Well, that sounds great. What kind of light bulb do I need now? An anonymous reader quotes a report from Wired. This is from the side channel attack department. Hell yeah. Researchers from Israeli's Ben-Gurion University. Israel's all over the news. Of the Negev and Wiseman Institute of Science today revealed a new technique for long-distance eavesdropping they call lamphone. L-A-M-P-H-O-N-E, lamp phone. They say it allows anyone with a laptop and less than $1,000 of equipment, just a telescope and a $400 electro-optical sensor, he says as he scratches his chin thoughtfully, to listen in on any sounds in a room that's hundreds of feet away in real time, simply by observing the minuscule vibrations those sounds create on the glass surface of a light bulb inside. This is some... Horseshit, you guys. Oh, my God. By measuring the tiny changes in light output from the bulb that those vibrations cause, the researchers show that a spy can pick up sound clearly enough to discern the contents of conversations or even recognize a piece of music. In their experiments, the researchers placed a series of telescopes around 80 feet away from a target office's light bulb and put each telescope's eyepiece in front of a Thor Labs PDA-100A2 electro-optical sensor. They then used an analog-to-digital converter to convert the electrical signals from the sensor to digital information. While they played music and speech recordings in the faraway room, they fed the information picked up by their setup to a laptop, which analyzed the readings. They used they ran this shit through SoundHound, you guys. The researchers found that the tiny vibrations of the light bulb in response to sound 
movements that they measured as at as little as a few hundred microns, registered as immeasurable changes in the light their sensor picked up through each telescope. After processing the signal through software to filter out noise, they were able to reconstruct recordings of the sounds inside the room with remarkable fidelity. They showed, for instance, that they could reproduce an audible snippet of a speech from President Donald Trump well enough for it to be transcribed by Google's Cloud Speech API. They also generated a recording of the Beatles' Let It Be, clear enough that the name that tune app, Shazam, could instantly recognize it. Yeah, sorry, Soundhound. Shazam is what I probably meant. Um, with my reference there a moment ago. I think they're both that kind of app. Maybe Shazam won the battle. There are some limitations in their tests, the researchers used a hanging bulb, and it's not clear if a bulb mounted in a fixed lamp or a ceiling fixture would vibrate enough to derive the same sort of audio signal. I'm guessing with improved versions of the tech, of course it will, and they'll simply focus harder on a individual bulb and amplify the signal, but whatever. The report adds, the voice and music recordings they used in their demonstrations were also louder than the average human conversation with speakers tuned to their maximum volume. Yeah, fine. You, you're talking about proof of concept of the tech. We get it. With that said, the team says that they also used a relatively cheap electro-optical sensor and analog-to-digital converter and could have upgraded to a more expensive one to pick up quieter conversations. LED bulbs also offer a signal-to-noise ratio that's about 6 times 6.3 times that of an incandescent bulb and 70 times a fluorescent one boom there's the answer at the end of the story for you everybody go with a fluorescent light it has 70 times lower signal to noise ratio that might have to do with the readability Or are they saying that LEDs, their signal-to-noise ratio is higher than those other two? Shit, you guys. It could be that incandescence and fluorescence are more sensitive, more susceptible because they provide a cleaner light source with a lower signal-to-noise. Candles. Candles or talk in the dark. Go dark. Join No Clubs. Be a member of No Societies or Associations. Leave your unions. Don't sign up for mailing lists. turn off the lights <laughs> uh, Apple caves to China as usual the Guardian says Apple removes two podcast apps from the China store after censorship demands whatever don't even care fuck you guys oh let's see hacker bypasses GE's ridiculous refrigerator DRM uh, refrigerator DRM must be digital rights management Earlier this year, we brought you the sort of tale of the GE refrigerator that won't dispense. Oh, yeah, that was great. There's a GE refrigerator. 
that won't dispense filtered water unless you buy the exact right GE filter because they put some shitty sensor inside the filter that the refrigerator has to detect. It'll detect a knockoff filter and won't work. A generic, let's not call it a knockoff, a generic, a lower price, not price gouged, not unnecessarily stupidly exclusive proprietary filter from GE won't work in their machine so a hacker beat this <laughs> this is this sort of digital rights management and artificial software enforced monopoly is a scourge on consumer rights now finally a fed up customer has found a way to bypass ge's refrigerator drm and has posted instructions online so there you go so if you have a new tech ge refrigerator and you're actually a person who listens to this podcast of which i highly doubt it uh you can go to getfiltergate.com and you can swap an RFID tag from an official GE refrigerator to a third-party filter you bought on Amazon. You can get the refrigerator to continue filtering water as normal. For reference, third-party filters cost as little as $13. GE filters cost 55 So, uh, you know, whether it's really a hack or not, they are bypassing some software to circumvent the DRM. Uh, it's a great little story. Uh, Vice is the source for this from the got to do what you got to do department. I love that. I love that. Yeah. The right to repair thing is a big thing. And I think it's, you know, being a person who tinkers in the garage and as frequently breaks things as I do fix things, uh, I think everybody should have the right to repair their appliances, their devices, and uh, companies shouldn't stand in our way and, and put unnecessary roadblocks and unremovable batteries and unopenable cases inside what are otherwise often, you know, very useful, very clever, uh, you know, very durable machines that with a small bit of TLC here and there can remain in service sometimes for decades longer than the planned obsolescence society that we've allowed to be sort of engineered around us would have us all believe. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, again, as somebody who's unsuccessful just as frequently as I am successful with my attempts at repair, this will never take the... GEs and Apple computers, uh, you know, of the world out of business, because I promise you over half of the time when you go deep on a machine that somebody else worked really hard to build and engineer in the first place, we just might F it up the rest of the way and need to buy the new machine anyway. Like, we're always going to need new machines, but we should definitely be allowed to repair our old machines. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So there you go. Getfiltergate.com. Get your filter hack. All right. And here, I think we'll wrap it up right here. This is beautiful. I love it. Uh, again from Vice. All right. We got a couple in a row. This one's posted by MS Mash. So we got a break from Bo HD here on the fire hose. This came in on June 12th from the Unraveling Mysteries Department. And I can't top this. Scientists have discovered vast, unidentified structures deep inside the Earth. Now, have you seen a post or two about this lately on social media anywhere? Because I know I have. And I think it was uh, mentioned in one case that there might be some stuff under Antarctica, too. Uh, let's read this, though. It's again coming from Vice, so take it as you will. 
Scientists combed through nearly 30 years of earthquake data to probe huge and mysterious objects near the Earth's core. Huge and mysterious objects near the Earth's core. I guess it's near our molten core. But these are solid objects. From a report, scientists have discovered a vast structure made of dense material occupying the boundary between Earth's liquid outer core and the lower mantle, a zone some 3,000 kilometers beneath our feet. I love this kind of story because it's so fucking vague. It couldn't be vaguer. I read this elsewhere. Maybe it was also pulled from Vice or wherever they got it from. So, um, But the language is really similar. You know, a, a structure, a dense, a hot, dense structure. It's like, what? Is it? Is it cement? Is it metal? What the fuck is it? Is it a spaceship? Is it the USS Enterprise? Is it the Ark? The researchers used a machine learning algorithm that was originally developed to analyze distant galaxies to probe the mysterious phenomenon occurring deep within our own planet, according to a paper published on Thursday in Science. One of these enormous anomalies, located deep under the Marquesas Islands, had never been detected before, while another structure beneath Hawaii was found to be much larger than previously estimated. And I feel like we heard about a structure under Hawaii with big air quotes like two or three years back maybe. Again, briefly mentioned, it's like, there's a big thing under Hawaii. Is this Atlantis? Whatever, you know. Only reported on like IFL science and some other really reputable sources at that time. Maybe Nat Geo little briefs somewhere. You know, they love to just, like, put it out and then, like, go away again. We got nothing for you, really. We're just giving you this hilariously sensational headline, and then we're going to go away again. Scientists led by Doeyon Kim, a seismologist and postdoctoral fellow at the University of Maryland, fed seismograms captured from hundreds of earthquakes that occurred between 1990 to 2018, into an algorithm called Sequencer. While seismological studies tend to focus on relatively small data sets of regional earthquake activity, Sequencer allowed Kim and his colleagues to analyze 7,000 measurements of earthquakes, each with a magnitude of at least 6.5, that shook the subterranean world under the Pacific Ocean within the past three decades. Quote, This study is very special because for the first time, we get to systematically look at such a large data set that actually covers more or less the entire Pacific Basin, Kim said in a call. Though scientists have previously mapped out structures deep inside Earth, again, mapped out structures deep inside Earth, it couldn't sound more mysterious, right? This study presents a rare opportunity to bring everything in together and try to explain it in a global context, he noted. Uh, So, yeah, um... You know, I don't know if it's Ultra Tartaria or Atlantis buried underneath the Earth or um, some other prehistoric, pre-Babylonian, pre-Mesopotamian world. You know, or is this just giant lumps of rock? that they're making a big deal out of in a vague kind of way. Like, what what are you guys looking at down there? What are you doing down there? What's even going on down there? 
You looking to make sure we don't crack open? Or are we trying to dig a hole to the center of the earth? What do you guys think is in there? I don't know. I don't know either. But I do know that I needed this break from thinking about COVID-19, COVID-20, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, Antifa being terrorists or not, how you can support Black Lives Matter but not be about Black Lives Matter, the political organization, which apparently, according to every conspiracy theorist in the world, is astroturfed all to fuck by George Soros, da-da-da-da-da. What about Hillary Gate? What about Obama Gate? Give me a fucking break. My derision just drips from my mouth because every time I look again at that Q narrative, it looks like more fucking bullshit than before. I've never believed it. I don't believe it now. No amount of jumping backwards through your own asshole to explain it to me is really going to straighten me out on this. I don't trust the fucking plan. I'm not gonna. Don't come here looking for that. Not about that. But yeah, you got me today, everybody. You got you got a live one today. I'm fired up, I know. I haven't come at you in a couple weeks. Here I am with no script. Just hollering about stuff. But that's what's up. In and out today. It's June 13th. I'll try to get you one more here in June. Uh, I've got some Nazi Hunter permit t-shirts coming in the mail for me and the wife. And uh, masks from Tee Public. So here's my rare plug for the merch store. Go to bakedandwake.com, go get yourself a Nazi Hunter Permit sticker or a Nazi Hunter Permit t-shirt. It's an exclusive design by my friend Travis from Crimson Graphics right here in the Pacific Northwest. And if I can actually log a few sales of these shirts, masks, any of the products that are on the T Public site in my merch store, I get, an, I get a record from them of exactly what I've sold each month, which is usually nothing, by the way. No big deal. Don't care. Didn't, nobody asked me to start this podcast. I'm not tripping. But what I am saying is, if I make any sales of these shirts, including the ones that I just bought for myself, I'm going to take that money that I would have earned from T Public and bundle that together with a few of our own dollars as well, just from the family household budget. And we're going to be donating to local based efforts to pay for bail for protesters because yeah i support the protesters and no i ain't tripping about a little bit of fucking garbage cans on fire or police cars knocked over or windshields broken or storefront window get the fuck out of here with that shit i don't care about none of that if you're in business you should have some fucking insurance if you don't have insurance you weren't really in business okay you were fucking around you were trying to do something all right don't talk to me about some shit you were trying to do, okay? Because when I want to go out and drive on the road, I don't try to have insurance. I have insurance. You know what I'm saying? Okay? When I go out and try to do something in the world and I expect it to be respected and I expect it to be supported when something happens because of it, then I dot my I's, I cross my T's, I do my paperwork, 
and I have my fucking insurance. And all I'm saying about all these stories that all you edgelords want to holler about, about black people ruining their own neighborhoods and wrecking the stores in their own neighborhoods, get the fuck out of here with that. Keep it pushing with that. You either don't know the whole story or you're shaping the story to fit your own narrative, and that's fine. We all do that, all right? But go peddle that shit somewhere else because I'm not buying it. All right. Go to bakedandwake.com. Get yourself a Nazi hunter permit. Go out there, put it on your fucking chest, and go punch a Nazi. Yeah, I said it. I don't give a shit. I've already probably on a list. <laughs> Not even kidding. It's 2020. I've been doing this since 2017. I never thought this would be true, but we've all heard this starting at the very beginning of the COVID lockdown, and I'm a little bit stunned we haven't had our internets collectively shut off on us just as a trial yet. I really am. But speaking your own individual truth is a revolutionary act. It always has been. It continues to be. When you protest peacefully during prescribed hours and in prescribed places, all you're really doing is like exercising in a little bullshit sandbox somebody created for you. And if you could see me dancing in my chair right now in a little fucking goofy way, you'd know how much respect I have for that. All right? And again, I don't really think those protesters up in Capitol Hill overran the cops in a pitched battle and kicked them out of that police precinct. Our police chief, our you know, top cop in Seattle, this pretty black lady who's running the police department up here, does not look stoked about what happened. She said it was not her decision to leave the police department, but that the city had other plans. We know that a council person, I believe it was a city councilwoman, let the protesters into the building. So we had a closed, locked, fairly secure building that we were, they were allowed ingress into. So I really don't know. But nevertheless, I support real change in our country. I'm sick of fucking racism. I'm sick of it. And Whatever comes next, wherever this goes, however worse it gets, I'm not sure yet that I'm going to come out of this on the other side completely unscathed, either from censure, censorship, or physical harm out in the world. All right? I've had Nazi hunter permit stickers for years. I haven't had a t-shirt. I'm going to put that t-shirt on and be asking some Nazi to show himself. To step up and tell me that's what they're about. In a way, you think I think that we're going to talk our way out of that one peacefully every time? Think we're going to come to a common ground, a place of mutual respect and appreciation? Fuck no. If he's standing at the top of some stairs, it's going to be Sparta. This is Sparta! All right. That's enough of that. I do still love you guys. And if you're still working your way along 
in this world? Navigating using that Q script as some sort of touchstone for your sanity? If you really are, and you really want to talk to me personally about it, talk to us at bakedandawake.com. Follow me on Instagram, Baked and Awake. You can DM me about it. But tell me that's why. Because you listened to this episode, you listened till you were 45 minutes in, and you heard me rant, and then you heard me say personally, okay, I ranted, you listened. Now let's talk, if you want to talk. But come at me that way and tell me you listened and you heard the message and you have something to tell me. And then if you just start spamming me with the same old shit that I've seen everywhere for years, motherfucker, trust me, I've been on this, okay? So you need to come at me with your fucking analysis, with you, with your what you've read between the lines, what you see personally, what you know from your contacts. The people you respect who are smarter than you and more connected than you, who you believe. Come bring me the good shit. Don't come with some fucking shit that you got from InfoWars or from Fox News or from Hannity or from RedPill.com or Zero Hedge or what? I don't even. Oh my god. That will get you blocked fast. No regrets. I'll never think about you again. Don't trip. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. This has been Fired Up Steve coming at you in 4K HD Screamo Vision. fishing this weekend that's what we're trying to do I hope whatever else you're trying to do you don't forget smoke that and do shit anyway